the D Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D Hoopster. Slightly different cadence on the pod. This intro, I wonder why. No, man, let's not uh, ignore the obvious. Shout out to my brother, Jalen, man. Big Jace. Thank you, Big Jace, for the beat. That is the new podcast theme music, at least for now. You know, we might have to freshen this up one day. But, yeah, that, that added a lot of energy. There's plenty more where that came from on this episode. I will just say that. This is called the change of scenery because a number of reasons, but this is the NBA offseason. So we're talking about some players who are either currently know the change of scenery they headed for, a couple other ones that don't. And for the listener, it'll be a change of scenery because we're talking football on this podcast. What? Yeah, you heard that right. We're talking some football. Maybe not the football you're thinking. Stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the pod. As always, like and follow us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. We appreciate you listening. Casual diehards coming in hot. Fresh off the new podcast music. I'm pretty lit. Let's get right to it, folks. Without further ado, let's talk some hoops. And we're off, ladies and gentlemen. Where, where this pod will go, not entirely sure. Not entirely sure at the moment. And that's the best kind of energy I feel like I, go, I could want going into the pod because it's like, all right, there, there's something, a lot of somethings to be said. Hopefully we say them in the course of however long this runs. What, what's good, Shiv? What's going on? What's going on? There's a lot, a lot happened. A lot hasn't happened. A little happened today. Predictably. This was the quickest sweepstakes I've ever seen. <laughs> wasn't much of a sweepstakes considering the 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 bones of it all. I I really want to start with uh shout outs. Yeah. And I did this for the Golden Knights after they won. And I said, because I want people to hear it. And I think that like shout outs off the top, like might become a very frequent thing. Like, because one, it was Father's Day weekend. Shout out to all the dads, all the yeah. pops, all the pops is out there. Um, It was a good day, myself included. And because a lot happened this, the rest of the weekend, we had an entire Stanley Cup parade on the strip, which... Honestly, dude, if you can't tell, I I have a <laughs> a, a BGK strong shirt it's on there. right now. It's there, America. Freshly, freshly out the store. Like you know, you need the championship tee. Like when championship merch drops, it's like, oh, who has the championship tee with the roster on the back? Like yeah. I need that one. I need that one. Or the just, uh, just I... in the in the in the closet somewhere. I always appreciate the the like cartoon renditions of the squad, and then it's got like twenty twenty three champs, yeah, or whatever. You know yeah, what I mean, but the vintage look. Yeah, no, nah, man, we had a crazy, crazy, crazy parade. Um, everything you probably could imagine: drone, light show, drunk speeches, 
in everything positive. Shout out to Metro. Shout out to Metro PD because they did their stuff. I, I saw a tweet <laughs> about that. It's like, yo, Vegas does this. All right, party yeah. in, party out. <laughs> like, yeah. what's the move next? Yeah. Shout out to William Carlson. You know <laughs> what I mean? This bleeping guy. <laughs> Legend. Look it up if you haven't. Shout out to uh, you informed me we it was Takeoff's birthday or was it, it not? Was. Yeah, it, it may or may not have been. I didn't fact check that. Shout out to Takeoff either way, off the top. <laughs> Rest in peace. Shout out to Triple X. He went diamond yesterday with with Trippy Red. He did five years, man. Shout out. I don't know where else we're going with this, bro. Shout, I actually I have I have a list. I wrote I wrote shout outs. Shout out to the. Entire DHU fam, if, if you've been on this pod, yeah. shout out to you. Yeah, 100%. Big shout out without you guys. Jake, Isaiah, O. Yep. Chuck. Chuck. The regular Chuck. Stop it, dude. Like, we're only getting started. But these will be freak, you know, frequent, frequent collaborators. And the shout outs feel right off the top, man. We had a good weekend. Just shout out to Juneteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Juneteenth. I, I have it off. I'm blessed. Thank you. Like, honestly. You know what I'm saying? We got yeah. the extra floater holiday, holiday, but I happen to be off on Monday. So look at God. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> need it. I needed it, too. You know what I mean? I Shout out to Emancipation for the one side. Folks, I told you guys less than three minutes ago, I didn't know where this pod was going. <laughs> but we're, we're coming off now. a good Sunday. We're entering uh, a, another good week of what is the nba offseason the draft is a few short days away we're not even going to have a lot of draft talk on here because we're going to have a, a full draft special with chuck that's happening yep. I, i'm going to find this man put him in a chair yeah and, and put a computer in front of him we need a chuck i don't care what time what time of day or night it is the fans are clamoring chuck the people the people really, really, don't really, make really, me get on my, really need it. Uh, don't make me get on my Scotty Pippen point at the shoe. Come back, MJ. You know, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you've seen it, you've seen it. If you haven't, you haven't. And that's fine. Chuck, you don't make me, me do that. I like me, feeling, eye, eye contact. Eye contact. <laughs> You're on the hot seat, Chuck. You're on the hot seat. We, uh, and Isaiah. Isaiah still has and to. Isaiah. He has to he has to address the jury. But uh shout out, man. Shout out. We, we got we got some stuff coming. Shout out to the guys where where it's in the works because it takes a lot of collaboration, folks. You know what I mean? It does. <laughs> it does. There's a lot that goes in on the back end. And we're looking for sponsors still. If anybody wants to sponsor this wonderful pod, you know what please. I mean? <laughs> you know, we're we're on we're on we're on we're on God's time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God did. So we had a, you know, the Bradley Beal trade happened yesterday on Sunday. Yeah. He will be playing at Phoenix. The graphic, the graphics are in full circulation. The highlights are in full rotation. They're on the story. They're on the feed. They're on the push alert. Yeah. If you weren't familiar with Bradley Beal, you are now. Yeah. <laughs> He was he was traded for Chris Paul and uh and uh bag lunch. <laughs> they, and Chris Paul, I think his days are numbered in Washington. I don't think yeah. he ever wears a uniform. Yeah, me neither. I don't. 
I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't understand. So there's two angles that I want to take. The first is the hater. And I think I'm going to take that route because there's plenty of substance there. And then I'll, and then I'll go with the logical route. So the hater route is what a surprise. KD needs another guy in his prime who's averaging 30 a game to carry him to a ring and he thinks he's going to get away with it under the guise of like being in Phoenix and they haven't won. No, we're not letting that (laughs) slide here. Okay. So I'm putting that. I'm shutting the desert is not, it's not flying in the desert. It's not flying in the desert. All right. Like it's, it's, we all know this too. We all know this. We all know a guy. Okay. We all know a guy or a girl. If you're, if you're a female listener or a girl, you know, She's she's enthusiastically social and the transfer student comes in your sophomore year and the homie hopper does what the homie hopper does and they get with the tr- the transfer student. And what you a surprise. That, you sent me that text this afternoon and I was like, that is such a, a beautiful podcast callback because the second episode of this pod is called the homie hopper and it is in allude allusion to our conversation about the Suns previewing the playoffs, where Shiv had a great one liner and he's like, KD's like the homie hopper. Like he 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 just go find he goes and finds a new click. And like when it doesn't work, he's on to the next click. Oh and this is God. relatively objective. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like how can it not be right? So I saw I saw the graphic of like the four different big threes or whatever he's been a part of. And I guess everybody has this graphic in the modern NBA. If you've got like six or seven, eight seasons under your belt, you've been with different rosters and you can do that. But his are of a different pedigree. Of a different tier. I was just thinking about it. Look, you had Russ in his prime. You had Kate, you had uh, Harden when he was sixth man of the year. You had Kyrie in his prime. You had Harden in the end of his prime, early post-prime. You have Booker in his prime. You have Beal in his prime. Like, dude, who's next? Like, Captain America? Like, who is next? Like, Tony Stark? Like, it's insane. It's And, and I get it. It's like the trade is there. You got to do it. I understand. But... So are you transitioning and, and, to... And, and of course, right? It's Father's Day. We address that. And, you know... The Suns CEO just so happens, or yeah, the Phoenix Suns CEO just so happens to have a child. The child happens to be a boy. His son grows up and becomes a sports agent and represents Bradley Beal of all people. And on Father's Day in 2023, the son trades Beal to the Suns for an extra large bag of Doritos and a $50 Amazon gift card. And he was like, Hey Brad, you want to waive your no trade for this one? Like we really need it. This is the one buddy. And so, okay, I'm done. I'm done being a hater. So now let me get to the logical part. I obviously this fit is going to do numbers. They're going to put up a lot of points. They're going to play in transition. The question still looms. Can they defend at a high level? And how are they going to fill the role players like gap? Because that that was a huge struggle for them last series. They they stole two games off Denver. 
They yeah. clearly had enough firepower between their starters to make it happen, but they were missing the specialized role players. And all great teams have two to three specialized guys that come off the bench and do one or two things incredibly well. And I don't know how you're going to find that in this next year because between and going forward, because going forward, you have Beal, KD, and Book all on the books with guaranteed money for like seven over 750 or nearly 750 million dollars. They have three quarters of a billion dollars invested into this trio, and you have to have it pan out, which will translate to about one. 115 120 annually or so if not more um but i don't know man it's a it's a mixed bag that we have to sort of take with the grain of salt right now because it'll be like i said about you know a playoff series it'll be a sum of all of its parts the season will play out and you're getting different combinations of the two for prolonged stretches because, you know, somebody's nursing an injury and you get the stints where the three of them are on fire. You get the stint where they're trying to figure it out, but they got the whole offseason ahead of them. So that's one thing. They did this early. They, they yeah. get to kind of figure it out. This doesn't seem – you don't have to be a savant in 2K to figure out how to play basketball with this team with just those four guys currently we didn't even mention Aiden Aiden contractually well, kind of presume and, that he's going to be out of there right because they're going to need to fill I don't know I don't but know. also they don't need to because he's good I'm a believer in Aiden yeah no I see it in Aiden too for for those who don't because they some don't I, I still see it I see it in Aiden it just needs some you know there's something that needs to be pulled out of him still but it's not I saw a lineup it was like potential starting lineup point guard literally anybody with a pulse <laughs> Beal Booker Dude. Tatum pardon me I mean yeah because like they're Aiden. it's just odd though it, it it's it the fit makes sense but it's so odd because they're so they're all so lethal from the mid-range and I kind of like the idea of Booker playing point guard I'm not sure why he can he can execute it yeah because he's also really good coming downhill. It, it won't be that hard, dude. Guys are going to yeah. go sign for the low. They're going to sign for the low right now. They've got another year or two, I think, before. So it, they'll reach this point if these guys are all still under contract um, where when the second apron salary cap penalties kick in for teams who w- will be in their salary cap situation, they won't be able to add guys past a certain point, but yeah. they have this whole off season. They have the draft. They have undrafted free agents to just be like, "Hey, here's a jersey. Let's see if you can. Let's see if you can play like you know better than so and so with these guys." I think guys like Ish Wainwright, campaign right. will come back for the low because why not now? Yeah, and at least for a year, you know, at least and may, try and do something with you know for yourself. So it, it's got it's got legs. It's got a lot of legs. Um, I'm not gonna, it, you know, it, we've got a lot of basketball between now and you know, and what anything yeah. of, of of real consequence and stakes. So we'll see, dude. That was oh, it, we got the the like it's why I said let the games begin. You know, yeah, yeah. It, well, we we did predict this would be a trade heavy off season because of the lack of big name free agents. So I'm not surprised the trade went down. 
and they kind of laughed at at Windhorst because Windhorst had like predicted that like this trade was going to go down really soon, and Bill Simmons was on his pod earlier and said like he thinks that Zion's going to be traded by Thursday. <laughs> Let that transition us right into what I really wanted to get into because I, I didn't I didn't mean to come off salty about the amount of Bradley Bill content out there. I'm a fan. I hope I balanced that out with my. Well, yeah. Okay. Let me just say this. Let me shout out Brad Beal real quick, because I remember when I was growing up playing basketball early in high school, late in middle school, Bradley Beal was on the St. Louis Eagles. Because when I was growing up, I was watching his mixtapes or like his highlights on YouTube at the time. And I was a huge fan of his game from when he was in high school. And I tried to like mimic that in my game a little bit. And he's an incredible scorer. He's a two-way player. I get the whole thing. Um, you know, he had he had some runs with John Wall. They were serious. So and you know what? I'm glad you stretched it out a little bit because I did mean to say that during the playoffs, we said, Hey, Phoenix getting two wins over this Denver team does mean something. Yeah. The same way I equated Denver getting one win off of Golden State last year to meaning something. And that, yo, next year. Yeah, we did say that. We said next year. It'd be a whole different story. <laughs> These guys, because we forecasted Chris Paul being out of there. We didn't even get. Right. We didn't even. We didn't even write down a, a pad ourselves. We said Monty would that. go. We said Chris Paul would go. Jesus, we said Ime was missed. All, all of this w- was. That's a trend. I, I didn't know where this podcast was going to go. CM Punk came back in wrestling this past weekend, which never fails. And here's another random insertion yeah. by me but he had a, he got crazy promos where he was just like telling me when i'm telling lies and but it's just like i'm gonna say some stuff for a minute not yeah. sorry if it come, whatever comes out comes out yeah. but um i cut myself off and forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> but about the nuggets uh or the suns rather yeah he said that uh, we, we've been on them there we go back to it I like I'd like for this pod to be one where we're ahead of where the conversation's going. Yeah. And me and Shiv communicate almost daily. And I'm always kind of like, I think we need one more day of the media cycle before we kind of have something really to sink our teeth into. Yeah. Because content is out there. But again, our goal with this is is, you know, from a place of passion. And to be intentional and you know a valuable listen, so that felt like an ad. <laughs> the ad read is yeah. over now, but um, yeah, dude, we said that we said a lot of stuff that is, has kind of panned out. I wanted to get the international talk out there before it started panning out. If you didn't get to hear that, make sure you go check out twenty three because international play is gonna spice the summer up for sure. And yeah, Chris Paul's out of there. We, we were like, we he's right done. after game two, I believe. I think we said, yeah, yeah he's played his last game in, in yeah. the jersey. Yeah, yeah you well, know, no it's in the archives. It's in the archives. No surprises there. So you brought up Dame, was it, or maybe Zion, Zion was it? And before we did this too, I was like, you know, what? let's spend a little bit of time on the trade machine. And let's yeah. just come in with maybe one trade that, that we flesh out because on, on my list of things that we'll get to that we may or may not get to, 
I had Zion kind of question mark next because like you said, before the Simmons pod dropped, it was like, yo, is he out there? And we did this on the last pod where we talked about Ja and Zion. Ja's on this list. We'll get to him next. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so we both have Zion traits that we can give off and kind of takeaways from the exercise of trying to make a Zion trade that made sense. Yeah, it's hard. And Dame's a different situation. So yeah. now that I brought both up, which one do you want to get into first? Why don't we do Zion? I feel like I, 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 Bill Simmons spoke very convincingly on this pod. Like he was very thoroughly yeah. convinced I gotta, that Zion is going to be out of there by Thursday. And he might not go for as much as people. Is the draft Thursday? Uh, it might be actually. I think you're yeah. right. Okay. I, so we said on the last pot essentially why he is even being mentioned for, in trades. And yeah. like we we brought both up and Jacob was here to really distinguish the difference between the yeah. two, but we brought why Zion and RJ Zion and Ja, ja. are in this scenarios because they're not the same, but the Zion one is equally legitimate because yeah. what game are we playing with this health situation? We still have the asset is at it's not at peak value right now, but it's still at insane value, which I found out again and was reminded of trying to find a trade that sounded like anything New Orleans should say yes to. Yeah. So you just have to if you're New Orleans, it's coming from a place of all right we're making a decision now and we can still sell really high and we'll be just fine if we play our cards right after that. Right. They they're in, we touched on this. I forget in what episode it was, but they are in such a predicament because when Zion was playing those first couple months of the season, they were a one seed or a two seed and they were like cooking to start the season when he was healthy and he was playing at a great yeah. level. So right. he's a key he's a key piece of that. He's had that in multiple yeah. seasons now. Uh, a yes. stretch, a stretch of also oh, we had the Zion of it all. Yeah. Early in this podcast. Yeah. That's what because it Because we jumped in during the play-in tournament. Play-in. Right where, playing, I think. Right. Where you see this team giving it all they had with these guys led by Ingram and McCollum, who, you know, would show up one night, maybe not the all the way the next night. And it's like, damn, they're right there. And they did kind of fold this regular season. And it sucks to see this guy on the bench that they just don't know what's up with. But is like a generational talent. In the small sample size we've seen is phenomenal. Like it's and, and efficient. And it's like, it's well, so this kind of sucks. It, yeah. This is year four of it now. It's like, yeah. how about we, you know, move off from this crap or get off the pot? Yeah, yeah, literally. No, you know, literally. It's hard so, to make a trade for this because... But, so so what do you have? So I think one hypothetical destination that's picking up steam is Zion to Miami, right? You get him in Miami. Obviously, I understand, you know, Miami women are <laughs> of the nightlife and that may not be the best for Zion, but oh my goodness. you factor in... The Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, body culture percentage. We're doing training camp the on conditioning. the military base. 
like the whole the whole playbook, right? So you put him in in this system. Next Salute to the Jim, service. You know, Jimmy's gonna be bullying him. Hey, pudgy. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like every day, leaving like a, a banana split in his locker or something, like just something ruthless like that. And they'll also become like best friends, and you'll start seeing Zion with a yeah. cowboy hat, and he's like ripped. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, like what? Yoked, right? And so I, I was trying to think like what would make sense. What? Because I know Pat Riley always tries to pull off these stingy trades. It's like. Oh, you want Bradley Beal? Like, yeah, like we want Bradley Beal. Why don't we give you Max Struess and like Dwayne Dedman and like two first round picks? It's like, who's saying yes to that, right? So I tried to be a little realistic and I was like, okay, you acquire Zion and you give up Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and two first round picks. You give up your first round pick in this year's draft and you give up next year's 2024's first round pick as well. You give up two first round picks. You give up Duncan, who is a specialized shooter, which they need from time to time, because I don't know if McCollum's the long-term solution there, and you're going to need to spark off the bench in the playoffs, as he's proven time and time again. You get Hero, who's a dynamic scorer. So you kind of see what you can leverage some of your younger talent for. guys. Who like did Trey you have Kirkland. New Orleans giving up? I just had New Orleans giving up Zion, and the trade worked, <laughs> according to ESPN. Or... For Give hero, Zion for um Robinson, hero, and I was thinking Miami throws in two first round picks this year's and next year's. So yeah, I think that maybe they're both. Yeah, I I'm not sure how that worked, um, but nonetheless, it's the off season and the salary cap is extremely flexible right now, so that deal can be made. Um, and, and that's what I reminded myself to like, looking at it because I knew a lot wasn't going to work contractually because New Orleans is in the situation where they have Zion, whose massive, massive, massive numbers haven't kicked in yet, but they have or are going to kick in now. But they also have Ingram and McCollum at about 65 million combined. Yeah. And Valentunas and Nance Jr. kind of the only mid-level guys on the roster. And they've got like eight guys on rookie deals, which are, who are like, you know, four of them are like in the rotation. Five are like five, six are going to be in the rotation. Yeah. So that they're movable assets, but it's like for them, what reason do we really want to give them up? So I I mean, so I feel you're I that's a very that's a very very valid contender, Miami. Yeah. They're liable to to pull that off because so all of this has draft implications. What I found working the Zion trade that was that it will be somebody who is trying to, it, it only kind of makes sense if they're using Zion to get the top, you know, one of the top three draft picks. Ideally they want scoot is what it seems like to me. And if that's the case, you could, you know, ensure that you'll get scooped by trading with Charlotte, or you can hopefully wink, wink that Charlotte's going to take Brandon Miller and you do the trade with Portland. And that's the case. If that's the case, I think that doesn't go down until draft day. And that's something that's made only once we're sure these chips are in place. All right, call the trade. We're drafting them. Boom. Um, but 
there's still, I mean, so, and if you do that trade in your Charlotte, you can give up Terry Rozier if you want to. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know where you, there's guys where it's just like, all right, I, you don't know where they fit in the current iteration of New Orleans's lineup, right? But it's everything's in flux between now and well, they now have new over. owners, by the way. I don't even think we touched on that. They have new owners. MJ sold the stake, right? Yes, and we talked about this on our pre-lottery shows yeah. that I really wanted Charlotte to get it, and I kind and I mentioned that Jordan had started to divvy up his ownership stake and i was like i think he's kind of holding on to see if he gets number one because they have never gotten it in all the years that they've missed the playoffs under his management or ownership yeah and they didn't get it again and i think he was just like all right i'm I'm up 2.7 billion let's let's call it a day (laughs) and it was the best play he's ever did at the table yeah Yeah. (laughs) literally Congrats to him, seriously. But yeah, no, they're ready. New ownership syndrome is a thing. Exhibit A, the Phoenix Suns and Matt Ishbia. New yep. owners will come in and say, all right, let's do this a different way. Yep. So I think that Charlotte's the most, the likeliest candidate. And if that's the case here, you want Book Knight, you want a young guy, you want Mark Williams, you want Nick Richards, you want jt thor you want like who Whoever. who do you want you want gordon yeah. hayward you yeah. know you want kelly Oubre. go ahead I, you know you want because if you're, New or if you're if you're charlotte you are not winning anything with your lineup and i get that like they i think i think that in. that's one where uh that's one where they're already on my sleeper category content sleeper list for next year really? everybody's i think everybody forgets how good mellow is and the fact that that team won 43 games in 2021 22. I like the idea of them when Bridges actually legit. played a season. No, I, I, I like the idea of them being legit because I do enjoy watching Lamella's game. I think it's really unique. And it's, and, and also it makes me miss Lonzo's game a little bit because you can see some of the similarities between them. But at the same time, like, I just don't think. Charlotte's in a position to make it happen yet I think they're a year or two away from from making it happen and I think new ownership if they pull off a deal like a Zion or they you know Brandon Miller pans out or whatever and they got some of these bigs that are adding him to the pot I I think that that team's close to 500 in my opinion next year we'll see it depends also on Lamelo's health. It seems like he was kind of hurt a lot this year. I didn't watch a lot of Charlotte's ball. He he, he came in and then he hurt the ankle again. But how many uh, times did he hurt he the was ankle off, and hurt the? He ankle? was off rehab. <laughs> it, it's not um no, but uh it, it was too. He had a big injury that he was coming off of from the off season. Not like a massive injury, but like yeah. he had an injury that forced him to miss the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Once he revved it up, he was only averaging about 25, 26. and he was playing differently. He was more of a volume shooter this year. Charlotte didn't have anything going for him. The, the, yeah, the bridge, the bridge of suspension kind of tarnished their season. Yeah. And on top of that, somebody had to suck. Yeah. And when he came in, it was like, all right, well, I'm going to shoot. We know Melo. But I'm telling you, the year before that, all-star at 20, yeah. and they won 43 games. Yeah. That's no. that's not to be completely dismissed. And I want to say his rookie, he, he's been in the play-in twice. So. We'll see. I, I I I can I can see it and I want it to happen because I want to enjoy them. You put Z- and you're telling me the trade the, the you know the team hypothetically that lands Zion after this team isn't going to the playoffs? No, hey, I mean 
hey. You know, they'll, they'll be on the radar next year. Yeah. But as for the trade exercise, first off, if I was New Orleans, I, I ruled out any team in the Western Conference, unless it's Portland, because we're yeah. doing that to hopefully get the number three pick. Yeah. So I looked at it in the East, and you can kind of just quickly write some teams off because you literally say, all right, who are you giving me? That's not your best player that you're comfortable giving me. And then if you're giving me your best player for a questionable Zion, what are you doing for your team in return? So it's like after doing that, you just kind of rule out teams like, uh, you know, Milwaukee's not giving you Giannis, you know, Orlando has a handful of you know young players they can they can combine. They are on the list. Make they sense could throw out and, and draft picks. Doesn't really make sense. Doesn't I feel like really they're kind of good on what they got right you now. You like Franz, you like Paolo, and then you honestly like Wendell Carter or you know yeah. or his brother next to them at the five, and it's like you you have a really dynamic lineup. So it's like yeah, you know you know hey, don't really need it. Um, Toronto is always a flyer. Toronto has Ananobi and could throw picks and. Not a ton beyond that, but with Ananobi and Zion contractually, they kind of match straight up. They're not too far apart right now before Zion's numbers get crazy. And, um, you know, Washington's in tank mode. Maybe they just say screw it and we'll let him marinate over here while we rebuild the rest of this summer. I don't know. Their standing is now what's the most that we can get for Chris Paul. And they'll keep rebuilding off of that. So maybe they just say, hey, we'll take a wait and see on Zion. Yeah. I tried to figure it out for Indiana. It's Miles Turner, and what else are you giving me? It's good. That's actually a really. I feel like that's what Zion needs. Zion and like. I I wanted Indiana to work, but I I honestly didn't see. make it work. Yeah, I I couldn't see because their contracts are big as well. You you have Buddy Healed, but that's gonna you know kind of strap. You know he's a he's a larger contract, and you want multiple things. So it's like you want Buddy and Miles Turner. We're talking 30 something million. Now the only contracts for New Orleans to balance that out would be if we're moving Ingram, Zion, Ingram, McCollum, or Valanchunas or Nance Jr. And it's like, all right, well, I want more back for that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, eh, it's not gonna work. The Knicks, yeah. I tried to see if that would work. With his buddy RJ. You know, you're all right, cool. Give me Obi. Give me a couple picks. New York actually has all of their picks. They're in they're in great draft capital position. Um, so you can give them mad picks. So that that could get them through on on a, on a combination of trades. Mitchell Robinson take a, uh, a I guess anybody besides Brunson. I think RJ and Randall because why does New Orleans want Randall back unless yeah. they do? Maybe they do. Might then I would that team. yeah I'd probably throw them in there. You do. You you don't need Randall and Zion. That <laughs> you can make that that argument. So you know maybe the Knicks. And I, I like this process of elimination thing. Um, but the one that I kind of settled on, it, it was weakened. Like I said, it was really uh, I really tried to crunch the numbers. Was if he went to Toronto and OG, maybe Precious Achua, and. How, what picks you want yeah and you get zion you know across the border and maybe the end in the presence of the six and toronto has a has a mystique you know they they work their magic kind of on yeah. guys and 
you know, I'm sure that a lot of players would would attest to that. But I think Toronto's a sleeper. But if my the most logical one to me is if they're doing it for the draft and they're trying to get scooped. So then it's like, why am I going any of these other directions? Yeah. And I think that that circles back to Charlotte, and it's, we'll be watching. I think till draft day for that one. Yeah, no, it'll be I interesting. Did, it'll yeah. be interesting. I did do a far fetched one, um, which involved the Western Conference, and this trade gets Kawhi to the Pelicans. Maybe the Clippers just say it's it was a screw it trade. Maybe the Clippers just say screw it. And yeah. it could have been Kawhi or Paul George because, as right. we saw with their season and statistics, they're the same player yeah. now. They're the same player, yeah. Their contracts are the same. They're they're, they're the same. Yeah. forty two off the books next year. Yeah. And I did Kawhi, Brandon, Boston, and whatever pick version of variation of pick swaps and second rounders that we can. But we're giving you Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So we we don't like really we- have to go nuts with that because yeah, give us Zion. And maybe that I think we they would have to throw some contracts to make that one work because you can't right. have Kawhi, McCollum, Ingram right. smacking you for over a hundred for a hundred. Right. But if that's so if that's the case, all right, you throw Valanchunas as well and Larry Nance and Garen Temple, who's making a, a couple pennies and it made the trade work for <laughs> Leonard Boston and whatever draft compensation balances that that's up. interesting. I like that. That would be really interesting, actually. I don't know. I don't know if New Orleans because I looked at New Orleans weird. roster. Like, and, what is the market for Zion? Honestly, and it, we don't know because he doesn't play consistently, and it's so that's what makes it fun to try to like figure it out. But at the same time, it really does like elicit the uncertain emotion of that question. It's like no, like what is is like he is. Do we do this? We don't or do know we not? what the trade value is. Yeah, this perspective offer, it's like, do we say yes or no to this? And I, I like that we did this because it, it does make you walk through. It's like, all right, what and how and why would we do X? Yeah. And if it checks out, you know what? We might have to do it because, like we said, they, they it seems like they're, they're getting antsy, you know, yeah. to do something. And yeah. I think Scoot's worth it. He's going to be sure. I think Scoot's worth it. We've mentioned that, you know, Charlotte has new ownership. I think that they're willing to send it and maybe overpay for Zion right now. So I think that could happen as well. I, I, think, I think if it were to happen, it's going to go more than like, as it always does to the highest bidder or to your, you know, hoping it, what you're hoping comes to fruition. So I think that's number three, two, yeah. or the highest bidder. Yeah, no, it, it, Bill Simmons seems convinced that it's happening on the draft. I think so. Charlotte do because Charlotte also doesn't need Brandon Miller right now. Like it's he's a great, he's a phenomenal prospect. But I don't know. Maybe I, I'm drunk. I'm drunk on Charlotte. I'll stop it because this is going to be the the the, next, the second time. No, I mean, I, I mean, I say that that it, it might be redundant, or they have the pieces, or so. His I mean, just think about it, right? You're just marginalized. What can Scoot? I mean, what can like? Let's take Brandon Miller's best moments from his projected. Maybe, location. maybe Charlotte wants Scoot. Maybe those two guys are great. Go figure yeah. it out. Like this isn't yeah. a tournament on a weekend. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I could see them holding on to the pick, but also like, it feels like a natural big or like an explosive four 
which is what Zion is with LaMelo would thrive so well because you saw what he did with Miles Bridges. So I see that yeah. team being like, look, let's, let's go get that. Let, let's, let's do that now. Let's bring in these dollars. Let's get it popping. Yeah. Let, let's get some, let's get some ad campaigns going. We got Jordan, we got Puma, we got, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, that's real. Zion went, to, Zion went to Duke. He did go to Duke. He's familiar with the region. He's from South Carolina. Something to watch. Just something to watch. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I'm yeah. Just, <laughs> just say it. it's just I, something if, to watch. If this happens on the draft, folks, I don't know how fast I can, I can get on here to, yeah. to talk about it. But it's yeah. gonna happen. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But let, let's talk. Let's let's see what you have for Dame. Yeah, is I Dame out? Is Dame out of there? You think he out, he's out of there? No. I think there, there's some going back Beal- and forth on the line with with these you know with these journalists and what sources are telling them. Yeah, you're, you're hearing so, the exact opposite every other day. I think so, this is finally the year that it it's happening. Is it not? I think it does now because teams are going to make it very clear that they want Dame at this point. Now that Bradley Beal, now that the Beal domino is sort of settled, I think Dame is inevitably the next one to fall. And I think Portland finally just accepts that they're not going to get something crazy for whatever they're offering. And so they have to be willing to trade their best player and try this thing over again. And I understand that Dame wants to stay there and win, and I respect that a lot, but I think he's done so much. Yeah, bro, you can't be on Instagram lives talking about where you would go, if you were to go, and what's not. And, of course, the organization is going to send big signals. Exactly. So I, it's it's happening, and it might happen. You know, hey, stuff is happening. Stuff is in full swing. It, it might it might come pretty quickly. I didn't I didn't factor Houston into my two trades. Houston can do a lot. We're going to talk about Houston more. I'll, We're I'll going to talk it, about Houston a lot. I'll, I'll give it thirty more seconds because I think I have to. I I'm 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 kind of loving what what Houston, what the Houston stock is at right now. Yeah. I'm buying. I'm buying all Houston stock if we're talking about that. But for Dame, I, I'm loading I, up on Houston. So that, that that's just my sidebar. I I had Brooklyn giving up Ben Simmons and Cam Thomas, and they have some collection of first round picks and some collection of second round picks. So whatever picks it takes to work, I think you move off of Ben Simmons. You send I like him that. To Portland, and you get a point guard that you can pair with Mikhail and Cam. Well, I think that uh, they need more, or it'd be a lot of draft compensation. And Brooklyn's kind of only working with what they fleeced Phoenix for. Yeah. Which 2025 reimbursed only. them for sending it on Harden and sending it on their big three. Yeah. And they, so they, they, they kind of broke even now. So they could do it and go all in again. Brooklyn has gone all in like four times in 10 years. <laughs> So I wouldn't put it past them. I think yeah. they need to give up. I looked at that too, and I was like, is there enough draft? I don't think this is the highest bidder because you, you need Simmons and Brooklyn's not giving up Mike Howe. And it's like, all right, so you're telling me I just want Ben Simmons back? I'd be okay with giving him. But like Portland, yeah, they're going they're keeping that pick then, if that's the case probably as well, and they're bringing in Scoot, who they're probably right. in love with. Right. And you – you know, it'll you be interesting. Pop around some of the other guys like Anthony Simons, Nurkic, right, right, right. You, you, Jeremy you, Grant. It's open ended still. So, yeah. I, I do. I don't I understand why Portland is so hesitant to just blow it up. 
I think it's brutal when teams and and I get it and I respect it because you look at a team different sport. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers when Ben was on his way out, and it's like they could have sped that three years up to one year if they just let him ride it out in the sunset one year, and then just like all right, let me just like. Well, let I, you I can say, dude, though it is pretty like remarkable the impact of like a face of the franchise is yeah for a community and a market like kind of yeah. working in news i see that now like i said dude we, the night's coverage has been off the tr- it's been insane and it's been you know it's it's because we do what is top of mind for the community of the for the community yeah and I, that dame is probably putting up paying a lot of bills in portland yeah. Yeah, no, he is. He is. And I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I just think that like it's at that point where I think it would be best. It's not it's not it's not either. Of them, I agree, right? though. I agree. Just I, I've working. said this for a couple. After they got four owed by Golden State, buddy, it was time. And they held on to McCollum a year too long. And that was another year of Dame that you don't get to maximize. And yeah. now you're reaching the part where you could have said goodbye and now you don't want to. And y'all are just, you know, in the lottery <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta, it's time, dude. It's time. What's there? Be, jump in. The water's fine. I agree. I agree with that. He's on the move. He's going to be later on post draft. I think, I don't think his happens anytime soon. It to me, yeah, it does make sense for Charlotte, for Portland to stamp hat. And oh man, but what if that that's that's something to watch? We'll, yeah. we'll we'll book in it there because if New Orleans wants Scoot and if Portland wants Scoot and Portland's at three, New Orleans can jump to two. That can force somebody's hand. Yeah. If Portland wants to, if if Portland's like, then we might not get Scoot. All right, then we want Zion here. Take yeah. take Dame. Yeah. Then you get Dave and CJ again in New Orleans. So we'll watch to see what happens between then and now. Yeah. But we'll see. It'll be a lot. It'll be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of drama. Woj and Shams are gonna be battling it out. Yeah. So. Turn your tweet notifications on, folks. It's that time. Yeah. Tweet notifications. You, you, this isn't, you know, uh marquee. This isn't, regular this isn't yeah, this isn't mainstream TV where you get a day or two before you know the spoilers, before we have to keep away what actually happened in the show from telling you like if you're late like 90 minutes like you're late buddy yeah 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 going from one point guard to uh another john morant he he got his uh he got his i don't want to make too light of it you know what i mean but he got the suspension 25 games it's it might be under the process of appeal by the players association Right. Or th- there might be some because it was not just 25 games. It was 25 games and unspecified conditions to be met as well. So he did. He well, he's not going to be able to qualify for any of the all NBA stuff. He, right. He pulled that with the eight games and people, you know, the, the, the massive reaction was 25 games. Really smack on the wrist. Are you kidding me? Are y'all are y'all he's kidding losing me? like around 70 million because, Do you of know, suspension? what's. Do you know what starting the season at Christmas is like versus Halloween when the season starts? I mentioned the season being in stages. It's like, dude, if you don't use the full season constructively, 
you know, it matters. And in, in Portland, I mean, Memphis has been playing better without Ja for some reason over the past course of the years. But it's like, dude, the wheels are getting really loose over there. But Taylor Jenkins and all, everything's still intact, and they have yeah. no reason to lose themselves completely. But, yeah, no, man, I, I don't think that – I think that – but I liked what I saw afterward. I liked what I saw afterward. Ja published the official kind of apology, the statement, the – statements that were in unison with the players association um her the gm and or the president of it and the backing and the support i saw nike like yeah we're not dropping anything i saw you know him coming out of the shell essentially showing the fact that all right he's good which is what i tried to say from the jump is that like dude come on man Let, like let's there's a magnifying glass on this Let, let's keep that in mind and my guys got nothing criminal let him be uh what it, let him be his own man well, but, so eight you got 25 games for peds i think or you got 20 something he got a pretty, yeah he got a he got a little fat one he got so i think miles bridges may have gotten 25 as well well, he and then he, he got, got suspended indefinitely from the team. He no, he actually legitimately got credit for time served. They're enacting the suspension now, taking into consideration the fact that he didn't play the entire last season and probably right. did went season last season like unpaid. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So yeah, no, his suspension was weighted with the fact that he didn't play last year. I remember yeah. reading that about it, but um. I don't know. 25 doesn't feel agree. It doesn't feel egregious. It doesn't feel. I don't know how to, I don't know what was right for this, but like I said, he, he, um, it, it was a version of like, you're getting suspended or kicked off from the team. If you're in yeah. like uh, a high school, like scenario or like comparison. And you had, you know, you had to do something to go think about what you did and, and, and not do it again or else yeah. it's like fam. So that's cool. I think that that's established. I, I like seeing him say what he said about it. And I'm not as so in our last episode where I was, you know, thinking that, you know, Memphis didn't sign up for this. Yeah. I think that they still got their guy. I think they ride this out for sure. Yeah. yeah they're with their guy on this. And uh, the way Dame is, is bringing it in in Portland, Jaws bringing it in yeah. in Memphis. He, yeah. He's, for sure, bringing it in. Teams have rolled with guys. Let, let, let's not be. Let's not. Let's forget. not be brand new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> teams of teams of rolled with the guys. Teams have kept it solid. Yeah, one hundred twice in the past. One hundred percent. I think that's. I don't know, man. Is there more on on job for that? I think I that might have did, did it because we have something that we that we are excited to get to am i missing anything else before that that you want to say right now oh there we go there we go shout out bringing it back to my dad oh yeah before we leave free agency i told you that i i, I almost tipped my hand to you about this earlier but i wanted to i wanted you to hear it for the first time recording um, if the lakers were to sign anybody that were of the contract that they would give to Kyrie or any other player that would be you know near the max i'm not hearing a ton of this let me know what you have heard or seen about it my dad said it and i was like duh you're right please if please and thank you think about this james harden 
come home. The kids miss you. I like the reference. I like the reference. I don't know. And I don't know why he would do that. So let's think about the basketball. The basketball sounds beautiful. Just because you're getting the person that now can dominate the ball so LeBron doesn't have to. Yeah. And you're telling me he's not going to feed AD? Like, what's, absolutely, what's been... like, feed him at least 10 to 12 a night. And but then why... he does his own – then he carries his own weight. He needs two legs to lean on at this point because he's never been a defensive guy and he's yeah. losing his ed- his edge athletically. Yeah. So you have three guys that can lean on each other. And – James, take the pay cut, buddy. Adidas is giving you the bag. They're paying you handsomely. You're you're in the center of the nightlife. I'm saying if you have to to, to make the corners work, maybe you do the one year with a player option, you know, and you get away with what the current, you know, cap is working with. But, dude, why not? I – I just wanted to, you know, no. get that on the record. It's, just it's get that on the record. I James, I like the idea. Think of about it, buddy. Artesia yeah. High School. Yeah, think hey. about it. Uh, the Rico Hines summer runs. The Drew you don't have to travel for him. You know what I mean? The nightlife is there. You're a forty minute plane ride to Vegas, James. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, uh. I like that. That is that is cool. I like that. I don't know what LA has to offer to be able to get him. He's he's off the books. Is he a free agent? Player option. He uh, he's reworking his contract in Philly, or he is moving to another area code. Or I honestly just think the Lakers should just try to trade for Kuzma, bring him back. The Lakers don't have to swing big. That that's been my thing yeah. too with all this. Yeah. That's why I didn't want CP3. You know, yeah. didn't feel like we needed Kyrie. We talked about this yeah. with Omar. Feel like we still may or may not end up with CP3. I'm hoping yeah. that he gets cut so that way we're not taking him at or you know so that way we can work that contract down. But um, if they were to swing big though, James just passed thirty, so it's like yeah. you're gonna get another two. You're gonna get the rest of you probably got LeBron for with yeah. him. And that's when you're not going to see the noticeable decline yet because James can still get you a double-double every night with 20. Yeah. No, hey, I'd like to see it. I would love to see it. I That is very interesting. I would I would like to see what that looks like. Seriously, I, I would. I think that would be really cool to, to watch. Shout out to my dad, man. We're going to get that, that that brother on here to 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 get his other his other takes off. <laughs> yeah. That was the one he had, though. He had, he had, I, I, I like that one. Guys, is it too soon to talk football? No, not at all. Not at all. And, and the question is, I mean, the answer is kind of, but it's definitely. Not in this household. <laughs> it, it's definitely not too soon to talk fantasy football. Oh, not at all. And that's what we're about to spend some time on before we get out of here, because Shiv and myself our our gurus we don't need anybody else to give us our our blue check for that yeah not at all and 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 we're not calling ourselves the self-proclaimed like we 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 do the fantasy 
football, deep dive, crunching of the numbers, waiver wire, mock drafts, positional talk, categories, points, two quarterback, super flex. We talk about it all. We talk about fantasy. I love fantasy. We we live for we 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 kind of live for fantasy throughout the week. Fantasy football comes. adds something so incredible. It either adds heartbreak or triumph to your week every week, and you don't know. Yeah, you don't know which one it's going to be, and the process of finding out is what is so enjoyable about it. Because there are weeks where you're like, no one can touch me. When it comes to this game, and I don't want to hear it from you, 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 or you, we can line it up and run our rosters right now. And I guarantee you I'm cooking yours. And then you have weeks where it's not working. And now you're mad at your mom. And now you're mad at your girlfriend. You and, can't and talk now, to anybody all Sunday. And it's it's okay. Or, or Monday, game. because A, it's Monday and you're back at work. And B, you have to wait until Monday night football to see that your 7% chance didn't come through. Yeah. And you're 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 hoping on like Elijah Moore to get you 12. It's not happening, pal. It's not happening. It's not happening. And so we love fantasy here. I love fantasy. I will give a little bit of a background. I was actually traditionally really terrible at fantasy football. I think my first three seasons playing, I finished in the bottom three. Last year I finally cracked through. I made the dream run. Got to the title game. Obviously, the tragic Demar Hamlin incident happened, which kind of messed you up. You actually something. had a one of one sort of scenario factoring in the Hamlin situation, which actually probably you know impacted it impacted every finals. Yeah, just about. But yeah. the point, what was what happened with you? Because you got so the chip. I was you up. I was league, up. Right? I was up about like seven. So league league on the line, four hundred dollars. Oh no. That's right. Up like 17.8 points. He's got T. Higgins and Joe Mixon playing. He remembers. And and I was like, are they getting 18 in Buffalo in the snow? Maybe, but also like maybe not. But T. Higgins did start going off. But you like anybody that plays fantasy football knows Joe Mixon might give you five touchdowns one week, but he's not giving you five for the next four. So Right. And your player's performance can be so crazy quarter to quarter of a game. Yeah. Like yeah. the first quarter is like, all right, we're we're rolling. Never heard of again. Yeah. So it, it, fantasy football is a thrill. I got my girlfriend into it last year, explained the basics of it, how it works. And we didn't watch football together. I was living in L.A. at the time. She was living in Texas. And uh, this year, I'm looking forward to running it back with her, obviously, and 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 watching some games with her and getting her into it in, into the sport a little more, making the the real world connections. It's uh, it's the beauty of fantasy, man. Because once you get the love for it, you realize that your your live your your fate is in the fantasy gods' hands. You can only do your part, and sometimes you're going to get cooked, and your final standing isn't indicative of your thought process or capabilities half the time. It's whether or not you were first in the waiver wire to get Justin Fields. Like I was praying I was, and I was like number three. I can't, we, you know how frustrated I was because like I said, we, we talked yeah. about it. 
We yeah, spend a good amount of week. time throughout yeah. the week. Friday nights, Saturday nights, discussing what the like lineup com- is. Conference calls about like yeah. fantasy because we we ended up with a couple of the same players last year, and this is a new season, new year. We're not gonna. We didn't do any deep research. We did exchange a couple tweets, and uh, you know what I mean. But we already knew what we were gonna kind of do because, like I said, we talk a lot of fantasy. But we just gonna big picture some stuff before we yeah. get out of here about like what the strategy may or may not be this year. You know, there's yeah. a lot of there, there's a lot of running back historically needing to be the first position off the board or the first position you fill your roster with. And I think it has to be receiver now. Yeah. I was just going to say last year, (laughs) my first three picks in my first three rounds were all running back. And I think I regret not taking a dynamic receiver um, in the first two rounds. I think that's so important. Because receivers are really the only guys that are going to get you to 40. Back then, you could get running backs that would. But now it's more touchdown based for them in order to get that. So I feel like going with a receiver in your first two rounds is a must. It's a must. I had one league with just two leagues I kind of cared about. I had one league with Justin Jefferson, the other league with Cooper Cup. The league with Cooper Cup, I felt great. And then Cooper Cup was burning the midnight oil a little too long and finally caught a, a bad break yeah and the consecutive 20 20 point streak had okay. to end at some point and yeah. then i was kind of cooked couldn't really replace that yeah in the league with justin jefferson i hated it because we didn't count points for catches and i didn't remember that being negotiated no, that's so definitely- that means that the dual threat running backs that i had the receivers that i had the titans that i had all the only thing that mattered at the end of the day, and it was a three receiver league that we're not counting catches in. Yeah. So it's like, are you getting big yards or are you getting a touchdown? Which I get if that's the case, because then I would have tailored the draft to that. Right. And whether or not I should have read the fine print, that's on me. Right. Fine. But like it it was a reminder that all right, you because I felt great in both of those leagues because you know I had the receiver holding me down. It I'm going back to it. I had done this, you know, pretty consistently. I have, I've had Pat Mahomes or Lamar every year in fantasy up until this last year, just because I'm like Jalen hurts me. Not every year because I've been playing since you know their rookie years, but right, like since they've been in the league, yeah. And since Pat was a starter, like I tried to make it my point just to get Pat, and I'm cool with taking the second round pick, yeah, on a quarterback. Yeah, I think you almost have to now, dude. There, you can't nowadays, yeah. It's having it's, guaranteed like 20 ball is so right. Such a relief. Like you can't really you justify know the baseline it. is 20. Yeah. You you can't justify it if you have the low end first round, top of the second round, because you're passing up on some really good skill players still. Yeah. The ones that aren't going to be there ever again. So it's like you have to take those. But if you get the late second round pick, top of the third. Dude, you better go get one of the top three, four, five quarterbacks out there yeah. to pair probably with a receiver. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, receiver importance can't be understated. I still think having two running backs that are pass catching backs or workhorse slash pass catching back is a really great combo because obviously, like there were guys like Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs where it's like, yeah, you're you're clearly the guy. So 
you're going to get a lot of volume. And as a result, you're going to more likely than not be in positions of like converting points. So touches. I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like that's always a safe strat to go, but I took Hertz in the fourth round. I think that's what I was going to say. You hit the Hertz jackpot last year. Yeah. And then I traded for Devonte Smith right before he started heating up. So it worked out really well. So if you're going to draft a receiver, Think about like the quarterback that he's with because that's so it's so like contingent upon each other. One of the guys that's with your one of the receiving core guys paired with your quarterback is worth rostering for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if there's like a dynamic. Oh my goodness. Jesus, man. I I didn't I didn't want to bring this back up, but I thought of it. But yeah, no. I unfortunately did that with the Green Bay Packers last year. Oh man. And I don't regret Aaron Jones. Emotional trauma. But who knew what happened was I waited on a quarterback. Yeah. Thinking that, oh yeah, you know, the Russell Wilson's They'll are fall. gonna be fine. The Aaron yeah. Rodgers are gonna be fine. Nah. The you know, I'll be able to flex. I I got had a I had a rookie or two in the tuck. And Justin Fields, if I didn't draft him, I don't remember off the top, he was on my roster first in that league. And then I didn't hang on to him because I thought that I was I had, you know, Aaron Rodgers and a couple other guys. And then a week or two, you don't need you can't afford a backup quarterback if you don't think you're going to use them anytime soon. Right. Came off of fields. Knew I needed him back. Egg on my face at the end of the year. Yeah. And. Yeah, I might do fields again this year. Pause. Sorry. But yeah, pause. Definitely pause. We might do it again this year. No, Fields Fields is looking interesting. Trevor Lawrence is looking very interesting. I don't want to give away all of what, what I'm looking at, but if I'm looking at surprise quarterbacks for next year, if you're not looking at Trevor Lawrence, my friends, my comrades, my confidants, constituents, you are mistaken. He is primed for a year next year. That division is booty. They play the Titans twice. They play the Colts twice. They play Division plus, 1 Texans. Whoever else is in that division twice. The Houston. division the Division 1 Houston Texans. Yeah, the, the so the All-American. Yeah, they I mean, I mean Lawrence is here, man. I I am definitely if he's available fourth fifth round, I'm definitely eyeing him down. Um, and obviously I'm a Pats fan. So if we get D hop, I'm looking at like a fifth, sixth round pick for a receiver. D hop maybe is a good option there with Bill Belichick and revitalized Mac Jones. We're going to shock the world, baby. Don't (laughs) let us get one. Don't let us get one. I, uh, yeah, no, dude, I'm here for fantasy again because now I'm just, remembering all the the, the pivots too. last year because the other fact Jerry that judy you, baby jerry judy carried at the end i'll roll i'm down to roll again they laughed at us for having zeke on the roster last year dude he started fighting the end zone man dude i had i had the henry zeke and connor combination clicking at the right time and you pair that with jalen hurts and Devonte smith and then jerry judy would give you like the 12 or the 13 kept me in everything the uh the key 
which it's it's a gambling game as well. It is. Is uh you you there's going to be a couple rookie breakouts. Yeah. If you are on the Brees Hall train, shout out to you. Unfortunately, yeah. that you know that stop came they early. Yeah. But you know, the guys like that, similar to Justin Fields, I know for a fact in one of these leagues, I was the first person to roster Isaiah Pacheco. I was watching him from the beginning of the season. Yeah. He emerged to be one of those boys by the yeah. end of the year, bar none. Yeah. Poised for another big workload because that brother looks like he's about that action. And um, the rookie radar is important. I have one that must be said, and I know I'm going to sound like a homer. I think this guy is going to be special. And it's at a position where if you leverage that in a way that, you know, only guys like Travis Kelsey do in that position being tight end and Mark yeah. Andrews and anybody else is pretty much inconsistently can't get you 10 back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Michael Mayer for the Las Vegas Raiders. I like that. Out of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Tight end, tight end you. Yeah. Coming to the Josh McDaniels system with the Josh McDaniels quarterback. Patriot way. With Devontae Adams outside and Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Not selling you on the Raiders right now, folks. I'm just saying this brother is going to be in a ton of pockets and catch some passes. He was only, you know, the best, if not second best tight end in college football last year or two. And uh, this guy is about to come in here in the silver and black and make some plays. I like it. I'm putting I'm putting I'm putting dollars on that. If it's worth it, I, I will be making a point to draft him. Everybody that might hear this in that draft might now try and steal him from me. So I'm going to have to send it on him in like round six, and round five, <laughs> just to make sure I get the him. guy that we want. A hundred percent. And then also screw the draft, dude. You, you end up with half your team gone. You know, and, and so that's the thing about fantasy football. There's a delicate line between roster turnover week to week or midseason roster turnover and yeah, of doing like too much it up. versus yeah, you have to be very careful about who you hold because very early I had Jerry Judy and Alan Lazard and they weren't doing anything. Alan Lazard starts to pick up a quarter of the way through the season. Right around the time he falls off due to the Christian Watson rise, Jerry Judy just becomes wide receiver one in Denver, and Russell Wilson can only throw the ball to him. So, you know, I had D-Hop come off suspension, right? I got him in, like, the sixth round or the seventh yeah, round. Yeah, and you couldn't, you couldn't IR him either. He had to sit and there. And you couldn't IR spot. him, and I had to stick with it, and I almost probably would have won the league. Hey, the guy's off suspension. The guy, the guy's on suspension. It might you might have to do it if they're there in round ten. So yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Like you got It is a long game. You have to you have to be, you have to understand. It really is a week to week thing because, just like sort of the NBA playoffs this year, if you get if your team is just performing well in the last six to eight, seven games of the season. And you rip rip off like a five one, five two, four yeah. three stretch, all of a sudden, like you're in the playoffs because somebody's team, you're gonna deal with injuries. Yeah. Somebody's first round draft pick is going to get hurt. Yeah. And I had to deal with it the year I took McCaffrey first overall. And yeah. 
was never out. He was questionable for like eight straight weeks. <laughs> and of course, my in my backfield, in my backfield, James Robinson tears his like Achilles that year. And I'm dealing without two running backs that whole season. Um, but one guy, and, and you mentioned a, a rookie to watch, and I don't have a rookie to watch, but I have a player to watch at the quarterback position. And I think it's Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson could actually be really, I think Cleveland could be really good this year now that I'm not saying the stuff that happened is behind him, but we've had the full season of the out, the, the, Put him on the stake, light the fire. Yeah, he had the like, full season in Cleveland. He had about four games. Yeah, like he played <laughs> in four, but he was there. Yeah, he was and, he was there in the fantasy playoffs. And so year. I think this year it'll be a little different. You have a stud in Cooper. You have the dynamic backfield. Wor- a worthy backup. I feel you on it, though. So A worthy backup maybe out of the draft. That, that last is like if you don't love who you get. Season. At he quarterback in like passing TDs and passing yards. So he's he can ball. Let's not forget what he did at Clemson. He can ball. Dabo oh, Sweeney yeah. Michael lest, Jordan. Lest we forget. There could be there's that thing in the NFL though, like you know, doesn't maybe happen. It kind of happens across the board where I don't know, you know, no 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 flack to this guy for coming in first as exhibit A, but like we got Le'Veon Bell. You hold out for a year, get the bag, come back, and then you're just not you're, you're not, not in rhythm anymore yeah. yeah so like that there's a chance that you know he's different but it's not really like that i don't think so either so i i, I like that you mentioned that because yeah if you're going if you come fantasy, out of the though. if you come out of the draft not sure about your quarterback situation if you can come out of the draft with him that'd, that'd be one to hold on to at least for yeah. you know a good chunk of change and see if yeah. see if that pans out i do Though, I think the Clevelands have a long season ahead of them in that division, as always. Yeah. But they tread the beast. They will, you know, they will they will we'll sink see. or swim in it too. They'll float and he'll, Man, he'll do his stuff. I'm so hyped about fantasy now. I miss fantasy. I can't wait to. I can't wait. You got to think about fantasy. everything. What the 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 the, 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 the climate of <laughs> the players are drafted. Whether and it's the- whether it's summer, winter, you know, cold weather team, indoor yeah. team. Indoor, outdoor, coaching, you know, it's, offensive it's a lot line. Of and I'm in Texas for this football season, man. Last year I was in L.A. Obviously not the biggest football town unless it comes to USC football, but this is it's different in Texas. And I'm excited to be back here for football season, man. College football is going to be great. Got a yeah, lot no, of man. great schools out here. We got, you know, a couple NFL teams out here. And you know. it's it's football culture over here, man. So we yeah. are ready to go, and I'm ready for that. And then I'm going to be ready for the transition into the women Yama in San Antonio, just an hour south. If I'm you ready. thought that, uh, if you thought the D Hoop University was it was exclusively basketball, you were mistaken. They weren't familiar. With I don't. Game. You should. You shouldn't have. You honestly shouldn't have. Hand down, man but, uh, down is the way I see it. Right, but but since you're here, you know. Allow now, us know. to have this dance. <laughs> yeah, I think that did it, bro. I, I feel like I had more shout outs at the end. Shout out to Bill Foley, Golden Knights owner. You got to shake Bill his Foley. hand this week. Go ahead. I didn't realize at the top that you would also, uh, you know, 
see me wearing this shirt and all that. Maybe I did. Who knows, man? This was a good pot. So uh, shout out to the Waffle Brothers on Sahara. It was incredible this morning. Chicken and waffles done very, very well. They got the stamp. They got the stamp for me. I will be back. Black owned. We love that. We love shout out to Juneteenth again. Shout out to the listeners. One hundred percent. We thank you. Guys. We're uh, we're doing this for y'all, and um, we thank you for listening. And appreciate you listening. And, and we're rolling. And we're rolling. <laughs> a lot of lot of action, man. Whole lot of whole lot of shout out to Jay, man. Shout out, shout out to Big Jace because I'm not even gonna. I'm not. As of this recording, I have made my mind up whether or not it's going in there. I, I think it might, but just know that we've been blessed with yeah. music that you've either heard already because it was at the top of this show, or that's coming. Yeah, and, and it's it's from it's from the guy, man. It's from that guy. Really a lot is. is a lot is happening. A lot is happening. You might it be watching a, this on it, YouTube. It takes right a village. Now. It takes a village Dude. for anything. It takes a village, and we're we are very appreciative of the village that we have and that we've sort of forged and, and grown with together you feel me it's a fresh week as of this listening if it's uh wrapping up you uh you get to it this week let's all have a good one we'll, we'll tap we'll check in content coming we this week we content will. coming this week one chuck will face the jury quest will face the jury isaiah oh, stuff is on the way folks <laughs> just know Till next time. Peace out.